This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everybody, Tim McMaster here along with Jordan Bastion, our MLB.com Indians reporter. Spring training games underway down in uh, and out in Arizona. I almost said Florida there. I put you in the wrong part of the country, Jordan. But you're uh, getting ready for Brewers and Indians as we record this on Monday afternoon. But it's been an exciting start to spring for the Indians as they get off to – there's a lot of good signs, I guess. I'll put it that way. Good things that have happened early on in these first few games. So let's get right into that kind of stuff. Uh, Jason Kipnis, homers in his spring debut, obviously a guy that needs to bounce back from a tough injury plague 2017. What better way to get things going than to homer in your first game back? Yeah, and I mean, Terry Francona is quick to say that like veteran guys like Kipnis, you know, their swings probably aren't going to be consistent, you know, in the early stages of camp. They're playing every other day. You know, those are guys that, you know, in the second half of camp, you know, the guys that they know are going to be on the team, you know, that's when you see them start playing back-to-back and getting into that rhythm. But for a guy like Kipnis, who endured trade rumors over the winter, uh, you know, obviously he's coming off an uh, injury-plague season where he underperformed a year after kind of having a, a really big showing in their run to the World Series. He's a guy that we kind of jokingly call Chippy Kippy. You know, when he's got that chip on his shoulder, he seems to play better. And kind of like you said, what better way to sort of get this spring going, setting the tone, than hitting a home run in your first game back, reminding people that, yeah, I'm still here and I still have a pretty good track record. Uh, so he's going to be playing second base. That's the plan early on. Um, if Michael Brantley's comeback stalls and he's not ready for opening day, you know, that would maybe open the door for the scenario where Kipnis would go to left and Jose Ramirez could slide over to second again. Uh, but right now that scenario is not being discussed in terms of being at the forefront of what the Indians are planning. But great start for Kipnis, encouraging. And I know he's going to try and show a lot of people this spring and this season that he's still the player uh, that he was a couple years ago. You mentioned Brantley, and you reported uh, on the website that Brantley had a good day on Saturday, according to Terry Francona, as he continues to work his way back. I guess his issues have been with decelerating as far as getting healthy and being able to do that well. What's, what's the timetable? What's next for Brantley as he tries to get back on the field? Well, they've been very uh, adamant about not letting us know sort of a public timetable for return to games or anything like that. And that's kind of by design because they don't want him looking at a calendar and circling a date and thinking that's sort of set in stone or written in pen. So right now, coming off that ankle surgery in October, you know, he's already hitting. He's taking regular BP with his teammates during workouts. Um, He's able to throw. He's able to do some running, sort of straightforward running. Um, he hasn't been doing outfield specific stuff or cutting or the agility or base running, you know, that's all stuff that's going to come as he sort of hits different milestones. One of those milestones being the decelerating, uh, aspect of running, you know, when a guy is coming back from an ankle surgery, 
you know, it's one thing to, to get going to top speed and it's another to have to stop abruptly. So I think that was something they were waiting to, to get to a point where he showed some good progress. And that's what Terry Fricona was talking about that sort of hit that milestone and the training staff was very encouraged. And now once he hits that milestone, they can sit down and start formulating a plan uh, to start building other aspects into that running program. So, you know, He's still shooting for opening day. The Indians are saying opening day is not the deadline. If it's sometime in April, you know that's not the end of the world. They want him on the field for as long as possible in 2018. And if that means missing some time at the at the front of the schedule, you know they're going to do it if it's in his best interest. Mentioned the home run from Jason Kipnis. How about Yonder Alonso? I mean, obviously a key guy, key addition in the offseason, and no better way to uh, greet your new teammates than to homer in your first at-bat. Not only his first at-bat, his first pitch in an Indian's uniform. You know, that was kind of cool to see. Um, you know, we were standing out there down the right field line at Goodyear Ballpark because the way the setup is, when players exit in-game, we have to kind of meet them down the right field line before they get on a shuttle bus to head back to the complex, which is half mile away. So a group of reporters, we were all down there, and uh, we were kind of joking around, like, you know, it'd be kind of cool if he hit a home run right now in his first at-bat. You know, as all these fans are missing Carlos Santana, and first pitch knocks it off the tin roof over the right field seats. Um, you know, kind of cool moment for him. You know, he's said that this clubhouse has made him feel welcome right away. You know, I think that's an important element for a guy who's coming in and replacing a guy in Carlos Santana who was one of the franchise faces. The guy had been in the organization since the minor leagues. It really developed into a star with the Indians and got that big contract with the Phillies. Those are some big shoes to fill, especially in the eyes of fans who, you know, knew what they were getting from Santana and are looking at Yonder Alonso as this guy who just had this career year, uh, but a year that was also a big departure from what he had done in every other year in the big leagues. Kind of revamped his swing, uh, became a power hitter, and a guy that the Indians invested a couple seasons in, hoping that he can provide some of the power that Carlos Santana took with him to Philadelphia. So, yeah, that was, again, a, a great start to the spring for Yonder Alonso, who's trying to show um, that the Indians didn't make a mistake and that last season was no fluke. We're at that point in the spring where you start to see the starters get their first work and you don't worry yep. about the stat line unless it's a good stat line and then you get excited about it. So we can get excited about Trevor Bauer's first outing. Uh, two innings pitch, no hits. He struck out three, no walks, which is always good to see with Trevor Bauer. If he's not walking people, he's usually great. And he threw that slider that he worked on a ton in the right. offseason, I guess, and uh, I guess he wasn't overwhelmingly thrilled with his slider from his perspective, but he likes where it's heading, right? Yeah, Bauer is kind of a perfectionist. So, yeah. I mean, the guy could go out there and throw a no-hitter and probably tell you six things that went wrong. you know. But I think that speaks to his level of competitiveness. Um, and to your point about spring training outings, you're right. I mean, there's, there's different ways that you need to watch these. It's not like watching uh, a game during the regular season where guys are featuring their full repertoire and they have full scouting reports and they put you to a game plan. A lot of times they're taking the mound and working on something specific. Maybe Corey Kluber wants to work on his uh, slider or curveball against right-handed hitters. So maybe he throws it more than usual. Maybe Carlos Carrasco really wants to focus on that changeup and throws it more than he would in the regular season. And in Bauer's case, you know, he's got one of the best curveballs in the game, but he didn't throw it in his first out. And he focused on, fastball changeup and that slider which as you mentioned he kind of worked a lot on over the winter last year he came in the spring with a split change 
that he tried to introduce in, into his arsenal. He's still going to plan on featuring that some, but he didn't have uh, a pitch that kind of could go break away on a lateral, uh, you know, a lateral plane to the left. And so he wanted to introduce the slider, really worked on it, really studied Corey Kluber's uh, curve, or slurve, whatever you want to call it, studied Marcus Stroman's slider, and, you know, went to work on looking at their metrics and spent a lot of hours over the winter trying to make his fall in the same movement range uh, as those two guys. Those are the two guys he really studied. So broke it out against hitters in his first outing and was, you know, pleased and displeased with some of the results. But, you know, this is the point now where you can start working on those things and, and reading actual hitter reactions to it. And I think in that aspect, you know, he was happy to kind of reach that point of the spring. And then you mentioned as well, before we get started here, Danny Salazar, another one of those guys coming back from injury. What's the latest on him as he gets ready to, to get back at it? Yeah, I mean, this will be interesting because as we talked about uh, on this podcast a few times, the starting rotation battle was supposed to be one of the big storylines here in the spring. And right out of the shoot, Danny Salazar, who's dealt with injuries for the last two years, you know, it was revealed that he's been dealing with some right shoulder inflammation, came up in January, and he got backed off some. So he came into camp already a couple weeks behind. I mean, we're already, you know, into the first week of games here, and Salazar's still throwing flat ground, trying to build up the long toss. You know, he hasn't been on a mound yet this spring. So that's going to be something that we'll be monitoring uh, throughout the coming weeks, see when he gets on a mound, when he faces live hitters, when he gets into his game, and will there be enough time to get him ready for opening day? If not, Clevenger and Tomlin look like they'll be rounding out the rotation. So Similar to Brantley, uh, you know, they're looking at the big picture with Salazar, especially given the last two years of injury issues. So if this is a situation where they want to be conservative and kind of let his rehab and comeback linger into April, I don't think the team views that as a negative if it means they could get the best of Salazar for the remainder of the season and hopefully avoid a recurrence of this issue. Um, I think the last two years have been frustrating for the team and for Salazar of now coming on the D, going on the DL, coming off, having a, a setback, going back on the DL, and kind of repeating that uh, multiple times, and they're trying to figure out a way to avoid that type of scenario this year, when the depth behind the major league rotation maybe isn't as strong as it has been in years past. But the depth is at least there enough for him to take his time, which is a Correct. good thing for sure. Uh, one more thing I wanted to touch on with you, Jordan. Yeah. Uh, Matt Belisle uh, gets a minor league deal, which is. I think it's interesting. It's a minor league deal, but this is a guy that you think back to 2017, the last couple of months of the season, he was the closer for the Twins as they made that yeah. push to make it to the playoffs. So um, not your everyday minor league deal. Obviously, he was only the closer of the Twins because they traded away Brandon Kinsler. That said, I would think he's got a pretty good chance to, to make his way onto this roster. Yeah, I mean, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I believe after the, the trade of Kinsler, he had uh, a low two ERA. I think the last three months of the season, it was like a 150 ERA. Um, you know, he kind of got off to that rough start, made some adjustments, and was very strong down the stretch for a Twins team that you know surprised a lot of people last year. So, yeah, there's one spot open in the bullpen. You know, barring any setbacks with the top six guys, it looks like Francona is going to go into the year with a seven-man staff, and there's a lot of non-roster guys in camp. Before uh, Belial, they brought in Carlos Torres to compete for that job. There's uh, lefty starter Ryan Merritt, um, who the Indians fans are very familiar with from helping pitch the Indians into the World Series a couple years ago. He's a kid that's out of options, so they really have to weigh 
you know, if he's not going to make the rotation, you know, do they need to put him in the bullpen just so they don't lose him to another team potentially? Uh, so there's a lot of factors going on here. Um, but Belial, as you mentioned, is obviously coming in as a top candidate for that job and will be a guy that uh, bears watching this year. And, you know, given that success down the stretch, if that's the kind of arm that they got again for this year, that's a pretty valuable arm to have in there for uh, what would essentially be the last spot in a, in a bullpen that led the majors in ERA last year. All right, great stuff, Jordan. Enjoy the Brewers and the Indians. A road game for you today. I know that doesn't mean as much down in Arizona as it does throughout the season, <laughs> but uh, enjoy the game, and we will catch up again next week. This has been MLB.com Extras, our Indians edition. For Jordan Bastion, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.